Hey, what's up everyone? Spencer Sue here, your tech realtor of the Bay Area. Today's tip of the week, I'm gonna actually be going over what is the better long-term investment when it comes to buying properties and when, especially when it comes to buying properties from an investment perspective. We see all this commotion about people leaving California. I wanna go to Texas or wherever, wherever, because it's a lower cost of living area, which it is from a, uh, getting getting into a market perspective but does that still mean for those that are able to afford and want to afford here in the bay area does it mean that it's a better long-term investment where you try to minimize the amount of just guesswork and actually have it in terms of actual financials i think a lot of people will have a really good understanding as to oh bay area doesn't cash flow doesn't do this doesn't do that at the end of the day when we look at performance we look at the long-term total returns like for example, the thing that I compare all the time is, look at a wonderful company like a Google or Facebook or Microsoft and these other companies. Well, they don't actually have very much cash flow from a dividends perspective, giving it back to the investors. However, if you look at that principle, you can see that it's extremely high. So when you're an investor, you look at the total returns, which is the cash flow plus the value of the principle itself. And thinking of real estate should be in a similar fashion where you're looking at the total asset. Otherwise, if it's just pure cash flow, don't even buy in Texas, right? The cash flow there is not going to be that good. You might as well go buy in the pure Midwest. Now, the other thing that you need to remember, why is the Midwest cash flowing so high? Because their property values have not increased much at all. If not, they may even decrease in a lot of other areas. And so their economy actually is not doing well, hence why they're even cash flowing. So it's really important to understand as an investor, at the end of the day, it does depend on how much capital you have and how much capital you're willing to put down. But if you're in a category, especially making the Bay Area wages and you're doing well, does it actually make sense financially to buy in these other areas? Um, I would argue potentially not. And that's why we're gonna go over this exercise together. You can see the calculator that I use. And at the end of this, you can, I will give you this calculator itself, play around, right? I mean, make it with your old local investments, either here in the Bay Area, local investments out in Texas. You could be in Seattle, you can be in New York, plot it in yourself. These rules will apply, but at the same time, it's very important to be um, conservative, but not too conservative when you're missing things altogether, right? So one of the biggest mistakes people make, especially as investors is they assume, oh, I'm not banking on appreciation. Well, if you're doing that as an example, if you're buying a stock, oh, I'm not banking on the appreciation of Tesla, Netflix, Google, Facebook, LinkedIn, all these really, really strong companies that are doing phenomenally well, you would have missed the boat completely. And that's the same idea and the same principle that I wanna go over this particular week's Tuesday tip so that you can uh, have a good understanding. Now, uh, as I mentioned, you'll have a sign-up sheet on the bottom uh, at the end of this video and at the end of on the comment section. So you will be able to uh, download this yourself and then plot it in yourself. But let's go over this together and uh, get going. So I'm going to do an analysis of a Bay Area property and then an Austin property. And then you can see how I came up with those numbers. And then you can see like where I'm coming from. So this all makes sense. Now, at the very least, all investment, especially when it comes to real estate, since there will be fees when you come sell the house, usually you want to hold it for at least a couple of years. You know, I, I think of it as a long-term investment, minimum three to five years, and you will see why 
from the calculations. But at the same time, you want to be realistic when it comes to expected costs, right? So for example, real estate taxes here in the Bay Area, you can plot about 1.25% of the purchase price. I plotted an insurance amount. Let's say it's a thousand bucks. You can change it to whatever you want. Uh, in this case, condos are actually less. This is actually a condo that has sold not long ago, $620,000 condo in Santa Clara. So I put down that price there. I even included the HOA fees. So your actual maintenance may be actually a lot less because you're only going to be responsible for the interiors of the home. Nevertheless, I put in HOA fees. As part of this math, you also want to include expected increase in prices, right? So for property tax, I say that we're going to, because we're at Prop 13 here in the, in the, in California, we're going to assume it's going to go up, let's say 1% a year. Let's assume property insurance goes up 3% a year. And even in HOA, I'm going to assume very conservatively, we're going to assume 5% increase a year, which is not always the case, but let's say that situation happens. So you have a purchase price and you can change this number to whatever you want. That's why I have it highlighted in yellow. You can change your down payment percent. Generally, when it comes to uh, investment properties, usually it's about 25 to 30% down. That's just the minimum these days. And that'll all be calculated uh, afterneath. You'll see the average um, interest rate for investment property. I've seen many of my clients at 3.75%. It may be lower, so you're welcome to change that yourself. And then the other thing that's important is how do you determine the fair rent value? So what you wanna do when it comes to rent is you wanna find a place very similar to that property. So here property is at 121 Buckingham Drive in Santa Clara. There's a bunch of other properties nearby that are somewhat similar. So I just found one actually in the same complex. And then you want to compare the condition of the house versus the property that you're looking at. So in this case, it's about $2,900 a month. Now you may be asking, well, Spencer, you know, what if it doesn't rent out fast? Well, then adjust it, right? Put some buffer. If you had it at 2,800, you can do that as well. And then you can see what the math looks like with that number. Uh, at the same time, you can look at several different websites. You can look at Zillow. You can look at zumper.com. You can look at apartments.com. It's not syndicated like it is when it comes to buying and selling real estate. So do feel free to check different sites. However, Zillow is the largest when it comes to also on the rental space. So it's a good place for you to look. But let's put in a number there, 2,900. Now, other factors that you wanna put in, you can't put zero for all of these, including appreciation or an increase in rent. You can't assume zero because that's not, that's not the realistic of the Bay Area either. Now, it doesn't mean you wanna put something super aggressive. If you think about the rent cap amount now in place in California, the rent cap is 5% plus inflation. So let's say it's 7% total. Now I am going to be conservative. Let's do half of that at 3% of an increase of rent. So at least we have some number in place. The other factor is you want to put in average appreciation. So there needs to be a value for Bayer appreciation because otherwise you're doing your math completely wrong. To look back in history, the Bay Area has been extremely strong over the last decade. However, over a long period, over 30 to 40 years, Bay Area prices have gone up 5 to 6% on average a year. Something really important to understand. So in our case, let's just put a number. I'm going to put something conservative. Let's put 4%, right? So that we have some number in place when it counts appreciation. So when you do the breakdown, I actually have it played out for the end of the years. So you can see your ROI in the first year is about $18,000, $19,000 uh, net ROI when you include appreciation 
even though it would be a negative cash flow. So you actually be going negative because that's just the reality of the Bay Area. However, your net ROI is, is fairly strong. However, as I mentioned, there is a transaction cost when it comes to selling a house, right? So there's the selling, buying and selling fee. So if you sell it within a year, of course you're gonna lose money because it has to have gone up a lot for it to be able to cover the transaction fees. However, as you can see over the years, as you get to year three, year four, year five, the numbers start looking a lot significantly better because of that is being minimized while the ROI and the returns on the appreciation continue to compound. That's the value of Bay Area properties, but the value of properties in general. So you can see after five years, the ROI for how much money you actually put down, including all your closing costs, are about 48%, even being conservative in this environment, which tends to be about 8%, 9% a year. So something important to understand. Now, the thing as well is we did not take into account any of the tax benefits when it comes to owning this. That's just an initial, I would consider that as the chair on the top, uh, but you're welcome to do the calculation of what depreciation you can get so it actually will lower and minimize the taxes. Of course, work with your CPA on what that means for your scenario, but that is something very important to also understand when it comes time to taxes, how much you're actually getting taxed. So very interesting and very important for people to understand this is an analysis of the Bay Area and what you would actually get in terms of returns. Now, let's compare that to Austin. So Austin is a very popular destination. I like Austin a lot, and a lot of people may choose to move there or buy investment properties there because they see all of this uh, announcement of uh, Apple expanding and all these other companies expanding, which I know they will continue to do. However, the dynamics are very different in a market like Austin or just in Texas in general. Think about how they make money. They make money, if there is no income tax, how do they make actual money, which is actually more related to property taxes? Their property taxes are significantly higher than the Bay Area. So you do want to look in your local market because it does range from, let's say, between 1.8% to about 3%. And the other thing is because there is no aspect of Proposition 13 in Texas. So they reassess the property taxes quite a bit. And so it's very important to understand like your property taxes this year is, is gonna be a much faster increase from a percentage perspective versus what it would be in California. So something to, to take into account and to understand about the differences of ownership of an area like Austin. But in my case, I'm gonna put in an example of 2.5%. I just pulled up a random property and you're welcome to do this same exercise yourself for whatever property has of interest. And I'd love to see your numbers. In this particular example, it's a fairly inexpensive property, Round Rock, Texas, sold recently for $254,000. And the insides look pretty good. Pretty good condition house. There may be some cosmetic updates, but overall very functional and clearly very good enough for a rental property from that perspective. And let's look at that area itself. So back to the similar example, we're gonna look at that same area where I looked at. For those that are local in Austin, you may be familiar with Meadow Lake Park as an example. As I mentioned, it doesn't really matter. You can find whatever area that you want. You can see the rents are about $1,700 a month or so. So we're gonna plot in those same numbers. The rest has not changed, right? The amount down has not changed. Loan amount has not changed. Uh, interest rates are roughly the same. However, there is a few factors that you will have to accommodate and change, which is what is the actual realistic increase of rent a year? 
is not going to be as fast as the Bay Area because the supply is significantly higher out in Texas in terms of available inventory. So something to be aware of, you still can factor in a number, but it's not going to be as high when it comes to the Bay Area, but you can put in whatever number you would like. Same with the appreciation. There is a cap in terms of how fast per se an area can grow. Hence why while Austin has grown a lot over the years, it has not grown the same amount as the Bay Area. You do because of the great area of Austin and uh, it has appreciated for sure, you do want to put in a number. So I put in a number very generous, quite frankly, of about 3% over a long term, which is just 1% under the Bay Area. So it gives you an idea like I'm being fairly generous with this math equation. So as you can see of the breakdown and comparing the two, Austin does well. I mean, it was not a bad buy for homeowners or for investors. However, the returns are actually not as good as it actually is in the Bay Area, right? So you can do the math calculations yourself. You can compare it to the two. So as a long-term investment, the thesis in the summary is this. Now, if you're very familiar with Austin, you're able to do some sort of arbitrage, as in you're able to get a price like really cheap for whatever reason, then you may be able to make the math work. The other example is that if you uh, don't have enough, as much capital to put down, right? As you can see, the, the down payment for this property only requires about 63,000 versus the Bay Area is about 155. So it's about two or three times. Then that's also another variable. However, a lot of people in the Bay Area don't have that problem, which is why I wanted to do this calculator. So if you don't have that liquidity problem, maybe you have hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, in cash or in a bank account or in a stock market, then you can see it's not a bad option to put that into real estate to diversify the portfolio. Hence why I did this exercise. So just because an area is cheaper doesn't mean it's better. Now, Austin happens to be a very good uh, real estate market and a very healthy one, but other areas may not be that way. So it's very important to understand and, and have the right expectations when it comes to comparing uh, the locations, but also comparing the actual investment opportunity uh, of an area. So I hope this was helpful. This is a much longer and much more detailed uh, analysis. So I'm sure a lot of people may not have even tuned into the end. If you did tune into the end, why don't you just drop a comment? I'd love to hear it. Give it a thumbs up, uh, drop a comment, say, look, I've made it to the end. Thank you for the presentation or whatever. So I know like how many people actually made it through to the end of this video. It was a lot more technical, but it is also a lot more analytical. And I know a lot of you guys that have tuned in to my show want that kind of thought process and that kind of view, hence why I did this particular exercise. And you can actually do this exercise yourself. I will give you the access to this calculator. You can make your own calculations and you can see even your previous ones. You can plot in your previous investment properties, see how they're actually faring versus what it should be today. Well, I will conclude with that. If you found this video helpful, please be sure to hit that like button. Hit subscribe to my YouTube channel. I put these types of videos out all the time. For those listening on the podcast, I apologize for this one. Uh, you should tune in on the YouTube channel for this because I shared my screen and there's a lot more math involved. So this is a little bit different than the other uh, tips shows. And of course, if you are looking to buy for yourself as a primary, if you're looking as an investor for investment opportunities, given how low interest rates are, or even if you're doing a trade up, I would love to connect. Find a time on the calendar and let's have a chat about your situation and I'll help you every step of the way. If it's too early, I also have the link below 
which you can see all available properties and do your own analysis. And uh, whenever the time is right, I'm happy to help you uh, go through that journey. Well, I'll conclude for now I'll, and I'll see you for the next one. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.